0: Hello, and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. Well, by now you may have realized, this is not your normal host. Instead, in this episode, Chris O'Brien joins us as a guest to talk about the first altar he's run in over a year. Mostly run. (laughs) Mostly run. Um... Chris doesn't need much introduction, if you're a regular listener of the show, so we're going to get right into it. And with that, let's get into the trails, the training, the food, friends, and yes, even the feelings of Rochester runners. Welcome. So, uh, Chris, you yes, sir. ran your first 100K in over a year? was
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last ultra, I guess I was in was the first many on the Jenny. And during that ultra, as I do what I do in so many ultras at the end, as I was walking to the finish, Uh um, Michael Vallone and I uh, decided that we were going to take a year off of ultras
0: the first many on a Jenny was 2017 right right June 2017 yep and so we decided that we're just going to
1: take a year off and for me that was good to just kind of like I don't know put life back together and uh-huh. stuff like that so yeah it took a year off and then um, and in the spring I thought, and it was Jen Malik's fault, quite honestly.
0: Um, <laughs> but you took the time off or the, uh, yeah, you got back to it
1: that I, that I signed up for oil Creek like uh-huh. in April. It was really her fault. She got me all excited and made me think that ultras were fun again uh-huh. and, uh, talked it all up. And so, yeah, that was, that was the decision. So it made it, I guess what, 16, seven, 16 months,
0: 16 months. Yeah. Okay. It's right? so October. Yeah. 2018 during that time that you were off you were i don't know uh, running casually and just taking it easy or yeah you... i mean i guess i was running things mm-hmm. i don't i don't really remember <laughs> <laughs> okay like
1: yeah i mean that's how it
0: is when you have kids that's how i feel all the time <laughs> exactly
1: i think somewhere in there was like a um uh I had a little muddy sneaker fun run uh huh you know um, oh
0: yeah i remember your muddy sneaker in 2018
1: yeah that's nice nice and a uh, leisurely Weird. stroll um, we ran, you ran with Erica and their, Erica and, and her, her friend, Sarah, yeah. and that was her friend, Sarah's first ever trail race. So we just kind of, you that's know, right. <laughs> took it nice and easy, but I, I think that's about it. I don't know what else <laughs> <Okay>. I did. <laughs> I really don't know what else I ran.
0: That's cause you spent the rest of the year really focused
1: on your training, right? Really just regiment, <laughs> highly regimented, uh, back to the, back to the basics. You know, I did, I did foot drills. And uh-huh. I, I did, you know. Um, eyeball blinks. I, <laughs> I <didn't
0: laughs> oh, maybe that's something I need in my training. Yeah. I don't know about the value of eyeball, but
1: blinks it really gets you, really gets you tuned. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I don't remember much of what I was doing. I think, you know, I was just kind of going to like races, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I did, I do think maybe I focused on a podcast a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had this whole. The whole move to the office and everything, so there was that. But you took it yeah. to California too. I remember that, yeah. That was fun, yeah. Little that's what I mean. I just started going to races, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we went to it, it's really surprisingly, you need very little uh physical training to crew a race, you know. So I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> able to sleep pull that, deprivation up. training, yeah. I was able that to pull it. that ultra off, yeah.
0: So what did Jen say to you to to get you excited? I don't know.
1: She she was when we recorded the podcast. She had just so much dang energy, and she was all happy about it. And she had this whole done by dinner thing, and it was like really appealing, uh-huh. you know. And, and she talked about some weird, uh, you know. I, I think because I had said that I've gone to Oil Creek a couple times, and yeah. she was like, "Well, why do you keep going and just not running it?" And I'm like, "I don't know, because <laughs> I like going down there, I guess." Did she run the 100 this year? She did. She ran the 100k and she finished or the 100k. Yeah, she finished 6th overall, I hmm. think. Good. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> So it turned out, so I showed up, to, you know, and I had all my gear on. I had my hiking poles on. I had, like, sandwiches, and <laughs> I was ready to go. She had a water bottle, uh-huh. a little handheld, and she's like, you're making me feel underdressed. I was like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be out there a while.
0: When you move as fast as you do, you don't need to <laughs> yeah, carry exactly. as much.
1: Don't worry about it. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so what what did you do to to get ready for Oil Creek? After
1: I watched a lot of YouTube. <laughs> like, <laughs> really took some some inspiration from uh you know Billy Yang and Goat Factory Media watching some uh watching some trail films mm-hmm. um you know what though it was interesting cuz I did talk with Davin about coaching and I was like he's run more loops at Oil Creek than anybody in the world yeah. right like uh so what better person than get you uh ready mm-hmm to run two loops at oil Creek than somebody who's won the hundred mile three times, who's goes down there for training runs and everything, et cetera. So that's, that's sort of what we did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We talked about it, right? Yeah. yeah, And then we did it and you know, um, June was all right. Um, June and July. And I think even the first half of August were pretty solid training months, you Mm -hmm. know? And then the thing that always happens was summer and life, and everything sort of take over. Yeah. So.
0: Summer the season.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. the season, not the wife. <laughs> okay. Summer the season. Um, summer the wife is like you're not running today again. Get out. She's Go. getting you okay. into it. Prodding you. Yeah. So. But um, yeah. So it was weird because some of the long runs, I guess, where I sort of knew that things were a little screwy, was like the second week of August. <clears throat> I think I should have been doing like a, a five-hour run, and instead I did like a two-and-a-half, and then mm-hmm. the next day I did another two-and-a-half, and I was like, two and a two-and-a-half is hard. I don't know how yeah. I'm even going to get up to five. know that
0: feeling. <laughs>
1: and it kept like – I would I would have a good weekend and then a bad weekend and a good weekend, and then, you know, I had like, I think, 86 miles during the month of August. Oh, it was, wow. It was yeah. uh, maybe something like that. It was not a – um, there it wasn't a very full running schedule in okay. August.
0: <laughs> But were things feeling all right, generally, or uh,
1: yeah, I mean, um, up until August, and then I started getting weird Achilles things, and probably the the reason I think I started getting them was because I would do the the big runs on the weekend, but I wouldn't do mm-hmm. any other the runs during the week, or maybe I'd get in forty five minutes instead of an hour and a half, and so I was doing I was doing twenty mile weeks, just uh-huh. all in one or two days, right, so that was I think that's part of the reason why, um. But yeah, I mean, overall, I could complain about a busy schedule and everything, but I'm sitting here talking to a lawyer with three kids, you know, who manages to train for a hundred miles. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was the thing. It just started kind of falling apart a little bit, you know?
0: And I know when you got to September, you know, a few weeks out from the race, you were not even sure whether you're going to go through with it, right? Yeah. I didn't know.
1: Uh, I mean... I didn't want to go out there. Oil Creek is interesting in that the 100K has like a 31-hour cutoff because it's on the same course as the 100 miles. So I knew that there was not going to be a chance of me like getting to an aid station and then being like, sorry, you're timed out. So I didn't want to have a 31-hour 100K. That's a long time (laughs) to spend on two loops. Um, yeah. So I was like, and I didn't really do a good job of um, recruiting, you know, no. I don't, I don't really do a very good job of asking people to crew, uh-huh. you know, or to pace. I just, I just kind of feel like, okay, it's my thing. I'm getting myself into this, yeah. you know? So I didn't do
0: any of that. Yeah, um, you've done a couple hundred Ks before this and I you went to Pine Creek all by yourself, right? All by all by well, yeah. <laughs> that so that was after
1: um the Twisted Branch, after second Twisted Branch when uh-huh. I I actually DNF Twisted Branch. Um and that was one where I did get cut off there was other issues and everybody can hear about that. Some other, and I don't know one of the other countless hours of recording.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that's the hard part about having a podcast. You tell your same stories over and over again. Uh-huh. But, um, so for Pine Creek, I was like, when I, when I DNF twisted branch, I was like, do I even like doing these things? Like why, why am I doing them? Mm-hmm. Am I doing them? Cause I like to hang out with people. Am I doing them? Cause I like to run long distances. Yeah. Uh, is am I doing them just, I, I didn't know why. So, pine creek i decided i'll i'll cut everything out there's not going to be the rochester running community right there's not going to be crew and friends there there's not going to be people at aid stations that i know yeah i don't know the race directors. just
0: it's, about the running
1: that's all it was so and fair. that was all right it was pretty good you know i told one person i went down there with my little tent and yeah. tented out by myself and it was actually really a very positive and and good run so i was like okay i can i can yeah. do this stuff and i do like it for the act of doing it
0: how was the aftermath of that, like when you finished the race and you're all by your lonesome
1: that was weird yeah. um like I finished uh you know so the way pine creek is is it's just it's a it's on a canal path it's on mm-hmm. basically a rail trail yeah. inside of a gorge, and you got six miles one way and you run that um essentially there's a, a six mile piece and then there's a 20 mile piece okay. so you do a 20 out and back that gets you 40 yep and the other 22 are on that six mile thing oh
0: wow okay
1: so when you're coming back up you're at mile 42 and basically you got to just go straight to the finish line uh-huh. and it's a 20 mile stretch with about 10 miles left from there um I was just tired and I was mm-hmm. like, huh, I could just be, I want to like be done, you yeah. know, and I just, I could just be done and go to sleep. So I finished those 10 miles and as soon as I finished, like I wasn't tired anymore. Yeah. You know how you get that? Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm done. Right. Then there was nobody to hang out with. Right. Like, and there were people there. Um, and I met some cool people. I met some dude that, um, Used to write um, for Ultra Running Magazine back in the day, uh-huh. and he's run like I don't know. He ran that uh Sri, um oh, Sri Shemnoy. Shemnoy. Yeah, he's run that like two or three the times. Transcendence so, Run. Yeah, so yeah. it was cool talking with him and all that. But yeah, right. at the end, like you know, you know, you're not slapping hands with your friends. Yeah, but um, just kind of lay in the tent, and go <laughs> to sleep is really what An you ache. do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. you're like, oh, okay. I guess that's done. All
0: right. Well, we got on that cuz we were talking about your lack of crew set up for Oil Creek.
1: Yeah, my lack of planning of a crew.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh I was feeling pretty bad that I hadn't figured out to just set the time aside to come with you. Mm. You in get the meantime, th- I signed up myself for <laughs> another 100-miler that I didn't actually do.
1: Yeah, which is – that was the part that was funny because um, you were like, I may or may not be at Grindstone <laughs> that weekend. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you – I'm here waffling on 100K, and and you've signed up for another 100-miler. I'm like, okay. And that's what I had told you. I'm like, well, I'll do Oil Creek if you mm. go do a Grindstone.
0: Uh-huh. And I went and did Oil Creek. And I didn't do Grindstone. <laughs> I was going to, but I felt the – it was actually – Mostly work that got in the way. Um, I had a big brief due and decided I, well, I, it would have been possibly feasible to, mm-hmm. to uh, work around it and work harder the next week or something like that. It just seemed like I should really use that three day weekend to to hammer it out. So anyway, I didn't go, but maybe uh, by that talking with you, I may have uh, convinced you that if I could do that, you could. Well, that's
1: what I'm. You know, it's really the the set of friends that I have it's really hard to kind of be like, meh, you know, because I there all of you are overachievers and it's really annoying, <laughs> <laughs> because like I, I don't know so it and I knew yeah I had all the time in the world right so. I kind of just reset. There was a few people that were like, really? Are you going to have fun if you're totally under-trained out yeah. there? And I was like, well, I'll be out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fun. Um, but as the forecast started going, it started getting colder mm-hmm. and rainier. Right. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be miserable. Yeah.
0: If you're looking um, at you know, the likelihood of hiking a lot of it by the end, mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful fall day. That's one thing. If it's 40 yeah. degrees and raining, that's another thing. You yeah. Know.
1: And then so, but it completely flipped. It became super hot. It uh-huh. was like 86 degrees on race day and wow. humid. And then it's
0: not what you want in October race. So it
1: was just weird. Yeah. We we're like, this is October. Why are we, you know, so hot? So it was just the overall weird weather. Um, mm-hmm. and I, had, I definitely had planned on being out there a while. Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't going to ask anybody to, you know, hey, come down and stand at an aid station for six hours uh, and wait for me. Because Oil Creek is weird, even though it's a looped course. Um, and it is a really nice race. Yeah. There's only aid one and aid three. Right. That you get. Aid to. one being the, the start finish. So Right. So it's. mile one, <laughs> yeah. mile 13 and a half, and mile 31. Yeah. You know, and then do that again. So – it's a lot of standing around for crew, yeah. and especially you know with um with some of the faster runners, like if we're if I'm crewing for you or with Davin running or when Weldon or Bertrand all running out of their shoes, like it's not as much sitting around no right, right. like <laughs> the difference between somebody taking um four hours to run 50 K versus taking eight hours to run 50 K is it's a whole different day. Yeah. It's (laughs) double. I didn't know you had a math degree too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, so I didn't ask anybody, but what happened? You weren't alone out there.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So the whole crew like goes to oil Creek. There's always five or six people. It seems. Mm -hmm. So Davin this year decided he was going to run the 50 K. Okay. Um, it's everybody went down there and ran a 50 K except for Jen and I who ran the hundred K. So I didn't get the memo. Like Sean did the 50 K Laura did the 50 K Abby McCarthy did the 50 K uh-huh. and I signed up for the hundred K. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, whatever, <laughs> considering all of the people that ran the 50 K were probably better trained for the hundred K than I was. <laughs> <laughs> you showed them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> got all my money's worth. That's right. Um, so then it turns out like a couple days before the race, literally like maybe Wednesday or Thursday, Jamie Pekka is kind of sent me a message. And she's like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You know, I'm like, I was doing Oil Creek. And she's like, yeah, I was thinking about either going there or going to the Catskills. She's like, but I don't want to glom on your race if you don't want me. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I was like, hey, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't packed any drop bags yet. I don't really have a strategy for that, so Will
0: you slum onto my wrist? <laughs> yeah,
1: so like, if you want to like, carry my stuff down the road for me, that would be awesome. <laughs> right. So yeah, and she was all really excited, and she had just. Um, did the SRT the Swanagunk Ridge oh, Trail right. Run? Yeah, so that was like seventy miles, completely unsupported. Like she had it all on her back, mm-hmm.
0: and um, you can so get like, her on and talk about that. I wanna, I wanna hear about that race.
1: Yeah, and was, yeah that's what I told her. And she's like, <laughs> okay, well maybe someday. I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> i gotta, You're gonna have to push a little bit. I'm, there. I'm washing my hair that night. Um, so. Yeah, she was like, you know, I'll come down and help you out. And I was like, well, I already got this hotel room. It's got two beds in it. And I'm uh, not going to use the other one, yeah. you know, like you should come down and stay there. And, and it would be great fun time for everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, that happened, which was that's awesome, which was <laughs> so good. Um, so we had to say, and it, she was like, well, do you want to pacer? her? And I'm like, uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> like, like <laughs> let me tell you about pace. <laughs> let me talk to you about what pace is going to look like. Yeah, uh, I had basically – I had no idea what to expect. Right. And um, I, I know – so what's weird about the 100K distance is your your minute per mile pace is essentially the number of hours in which you'll finish, right? Because there's 62 miles. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking, like, Bertrand finished sixth place last year, 14 hours, right? He Mm -hmm. basically ran, like, 14-minute miles. That's weird, right? Like, you think about it that way. Like, he ran out of his shoes. Uh It was an amazing race, right? Mm -hmm. 14-12, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Um, So so much, like, that we were racing to try to get to the aid stations for him. But when you boil it down, like, his pace was just, you know, right around 14-minute miles. So I'm like, hmm. Well, I could probably do seventeen minute miles all day, maybe eighteens so okay. like give or take time in the eight stations and whatever. So I was like, well, I'll try for an eighteen hour, okay. which is by no means like you know ringing a bell, but um it was it, it was a decent goal and something that I could kind of point people to right that The race starts at six a m so that means a midnight finish that was also slightly m- motivating to be done by midnight, yes. you know. Um, so that was kind of the goal. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know that I'm going to need a pacer for 18 minute miles, you know, yeah. I I, I can see, I don't know. So also it, if
0: it's a pacer for the last, the last 15 or whatever, if you're averaging 18, that's more like mm-hmm. you've banked a whole lot of 12 minute miles or 13 minute miles. And now you're doing 22 minute miles or something. <laughs> exactly. You know?
1: Yeah. <coughs> and, um, so I wasn't sure about any of that, you know, and um, I was like, well, we'll just decide on race day. She was like, well, I'm bringing all my stuff because I'm totally going to be out there, you know. And she was like, whatever you want me to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I was a very indecisive the whole the whole thing. I-, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing here. Yeah,
0: right? I get it. I mean, it's hard to make ask people to commit to something when you don't know what you're capable of or what you're trying for. Yeah, and what to expect out there. Like, yeah.
1: and you know, we like running through the woods. We yeah. don't necessarily like walking in 40 degree nighttime Trudging at, woods at you know? 10 PM yeah. with an exhausted zombie. Yeah. That's yeah. not exactly fun. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, so, but she had, um, she had paced Jeff Marsh for the last six miles of twisted branch, you know, to go yeah. from Urbana yeah. up and over Mount Washington. And she's like, I've seen it. I've been there. I've done it. And I'm like, I get that, you know? Um, he was still moving faster than <laughs> than what I could be doing yeah. by the end of this. But, you know, she was a trooper, so that was great. And then we sort of rode down together, which I don't often even do either, like the whole carpooling to a race. So yeah. it was a really interesting um, lead up to the race because I did – i got ready for the race like i trained for the race (laughs) (laughs) right kind of did it in fits and spurts one day i did a bunch of planning here's what i'm going to wear look at the weather plot a timing and uh you know look at the maps and get the elevation profile and all that and then like did nothing for four days Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then it was like oh it's race day i should put all this stuff that's in the pile into the bag yeah so whatever it it um i got there that got was there that was something it's three hours away so it's not a huge yeah that's a nice trip.
0: that's a one reason to to do it mm-hmm. there are other reasons to do it but one of the reasons is it's a yeah it's a short trip and it's not hours drive. away you know um <clears throat> let's talk about race
1: day huh? um okay so we got there the day early right and stay in the caboose and oh did you stay in the caboose yeah but stay in the caboose a is a train
0: nice. hotel there yeah, we can
1: train cars. Could actually stay right. inside of a caboose, which is cool. Yeah, um, I remember the year we slept in the gym. Probably won't do that. Yeah, again.
0: that's that's not a good plan.
1: <laughs> Probably won't do that one again. Um, so yeah, uh, the race starts. Um, they they have the fifty k, the hundred k, and the hundred mile starts, and the hundred milers start first. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have a five a.m. start, and then there's six a.m. hundred k, seven a.m. fifty k. Um, so I, w- I wasn't really sure, you know, I mean, I got up at four, which I don't almost never get up two hours before. Yeah. So I felt pretty good about that. I felt mm-hmm. like, hooray, big victory, you know, get to, get to get things moving. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I was, I was planning on bringing poles, um, because I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to need them because like, yeah. <laughs> I had all this Achilles issues okay. every time I wouldn't Basically, my training runs, I would get to three hours, and I would be sapped of energy. And somewhere around two hours, like my Achilles would really start flaring up. So yeah. it was just meh, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, well, I got 62 miles, 18 hours. I better – so I- I'm – as we're leaving the the hotel, I'm like, okay, I, I feel like I'm going on uh, like a Himalayan adventure. <laughs> my my pack was full of food. Um, I had I had gloves on because I was planning on you know it was going to be wet and the huh. poles were going to give me calluses on my hands and like and I took this gamble. I took a gamble. Um, I bought a brand new pair of shoes on Thursday. I
0: love it. you got to always try something new on race day. (laughs) Well, I was
1: thinking like, I don't know, my Achilles were hurting all the time. It was going to be like wet and rainy out there. Uh Um, I had been going for the whole year that I didn't run ultras. I also wasn't buying a pair of shoes. So I was going through all my old stock of shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably what might have been
0: (laughs) part of the problem here. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I was like, I'll wear these shoes until they're gone and these and these. And I had a pair of Peregrine
0: fives that were in the basement, brand new in the box for three years. I've been trying to do the same thing, you know, cycle through old shoes that I only have 100 miles on or something like that.
1: Yeah. don't want to waste them, you know. Uh, So I was doing that. And I think, you know, those are probably part of the problem. So Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, let's give it a whirl. Um, so I got a pair of Skechers, uh, ultra. So these Skechers, uh, ultra trail fives, man. The, the, so I had a pair of these, the previous go trails and, um, they drain so good because the whole
0: bottom is all
1: mesh. And then you put the insole over that. So at least
0: you had some experience with a similar with, shoe before with right? a
1: similar shoe, but this one is weird. It has like a, it has like a built-in gator. Uh-huh. So it uh-huh. looks, it looks almost like a slipper. It's, okay. inter- yeah. it's an interesting shoe. List. Um. So I tried those and it was weird because I'm like, okay, I'm walking out in these new marshmallow shoes. I got my hiking poles and my Himalayan adventure pack. I, I just, I felt like into the mountains of Titusville. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I felt like I was going on a three day trek somewhere uh-huh. and it just, I did not feel like I was going to be running a race. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, here you are again, under trained for an ultra, uh-huh. just like many on the Jenny. Even though you took a year off, here's where you're at. So
0: how much uh, – why are we carrying so much food? I mean, the aid stations are a bit apart, right? How far are they apart?
1: Yeah. So um, from aid one to aid three, yeah. which is the top of the loop, those are um, – that's 13 miles. Okay. In between those at mile seven yeah. is a full aid station. Right. So one, seven, 13. And then – on the other side, it's a 17-and-a-half-mile stretch. With one aid station in between. With one aid station, and that's at 9. Yeah. So you go – or it's at 22-and-a-half. You know, okay. So you got 1, seven, thirteen and a half, twenty two and a half, 13-and-a-half, 22-and-a-half, and
0: then 31. Okay. So those are all decent gaps Yeah,
1: they're, they're decent. I mean, and there's some water drops somewhere yeah. there. But I but food, don't know. Food aid
0: stations are well-stocked,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they're good, good aid stations. Um, A3 is pretty much – I mean, it's not quite like um, Twisted Branch, made to order quesadillas at Lake (laughs) David, but very close. I mean, they did have quesadillas; they had all the stuff that you would want, like if you're, you know, walking through the woods, all your comfort foods, all your aid, um, other kind of aid, you know, all the fast stuff, but then also the comfort foods too. So did
0: one. Pacing loop there several years ago, and I recall eating quesadillas and pizza and mm-hmm. soup at that aid station.
1: Yeah, aid three at night. Um, they have a uh, they make lasagna, so it's like wow. you know they go
0: they go all the way to the to yeah. the end here. Um, but so, usually in a race, you get like you know some stretches of seven or to nine miles between aid stations, but then other ones are only four miles or something like that. So yeah. eat, almost all of these are over six.
1: Yeah, and they're not. It's not terrible. I mean, I don't know. I just, I had everything that I could have. I had my two toms in my back as well. Like just cause I had no idea what was going to go horribly <laughs> wrong. You know, like I just, uh, that's what I mean. I felt like I don't know. Yeah. Like this is, I felt like it was day one. Like, so uh-huh. you want to run an ultra? <laughs> Here's all the things you should do. The only thing I didn't bring was like a book. I, don't uh-huh. know. <laughs> I had everything else. Do you have a
0: bivy kit in there? <laughs> no. A hammock? A no, sleeping bag?
1: Did, I did have a Houdini in the <laughs> okay. back just in case, you know, yeah. but
0: yeah, I had all the- There's all a the balance things. between like mm-hmm. being prepared for anything and then yeah. being so prepared that you can't Actually move fast enough to yeah. avoid problems. I had
1: no idea. Okay. Like, I mean, I was, it was amateur hour, like yeah. literally amateur hour.
0: Um, but fortunately all that stuff there was keeping you warm too, right? Yeah. Well, since it was only 86,
1: it was so hot.
0: <laughs> it was so hot at the start of this race
1: and it was supposed to be between 55 and like 44 and rainy. Uh-huh. And then the beginning of the race, it was so hot. What was the temperature at the start? 6 a.m.? Um, yeah, I think it was probably like 65. Six- human? 60 to 65. Superhuman. Like okay. We were all just commenting. We we hadn't even... There's like a mile and a half stretch before you hit the trail.
0: Right. You do a, like a bike path for a little yeah. while. And, then-
1: and we were all like on the bike path and people are like, ooh, sweating already. Ooh. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I started in the way back. Yeah. And, yeah, we were just trotting and sweat. So... I, you know, I was thinking, it's like it's like um, those cartoons of a, when, a, when a witness is on the stand and you just see the big beads of sweat <laughs> pouring off their forehead. Yeah. That's how I felt. Like I felt like each drop of sweat coming off my forehead was like a cup worth of water. Uh-huh. Just big sweat beads the whole day. Okay. I was drinking water the whole time. I kept refilling my pack all day. No peeing, just wow. filling a pack over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So it was pretty crazy. And then once it did rain and the temperature broke... Then I was just peeing like crazy okay. every every two miles. It was how weird. was
0: the how was the trail to start? And it, was it was perfect, like dry absolutely. or
1: uh, yeah. It was it was super dry. It was uh rain earlier in the week, like had softened some parts. Okay, but there was no no mud. I mean, uh-huh. it was just yeah. You're run. It was exactly what you'd like to run on. Okay, exactly. Just a um, little bit warm. Yep, just a little bit warm. Um, and yeah, we started out super slow, so. Uh, as I was saying, like we get, you start at the school. You all everybody hangs around, and Tom tells you all the stuff about the race and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just kind of like start, you know. It's nothing, nothing really special. You gather outside the school, and then you run down the road.
0: Yeah. Do you start with the hundred milers or an hour? No, an hour after? after. Okay.
1: And I didn't go to the hundred mile start this time for the first time in four years. Even being though you're down up. There. Yeah, I just kind of lollygagged around you know took it easy i even ate before the race which was something you know uh-huh. like comfortably instead of like cramming and jamming yeah yeah and uh yeah got there maybe like 5 5:40 and just sat around for a few minutes and then out the door running
0: that's the way to do it
1: yeah oh, and i had yeah. planned on an 18 hour race so i was like okay. eight, 18 minute miles you know so how
0: does the first uh the stretch to to aid station 3 since it's the first point you're going to see Right. to and emerge. Right. Again. To mile 13. So that's the first 13 miles or so. How's that? It went, it went great. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, and I was, but right from the start. So I had the poles and, um, I was, I was walking or hiking up every hill using the poles thinking like, got to save the Achilles is going to flare up in a couple hours. Got to save the legs, etc. The new shoe gamble, like totally paid off. Right, nice. Not a single second in the race did I think about my Achilles. Oh, that's great. Which was amazing, right? right. Um. So that was pretty good. I got to...
0: Other people using poles? Just let me interrupt. No. It's not like a mountain course. There's some nope. good climbing it's here and not, there, but it's not...
1: I might have been one of three or four okay. people. And had you trained with the poles at all? Um. I had done a... Uh, I did... Uh, twenty miles on the FLT in Letchworth with them. Uh-huh. So I did five hours from like the dam down to the parade grounds, and I d- used them a lot in the winter hiking. Like, um, but after that five hours, the twenty mile five hours, like definitely I was tired of carrying them. Uh-huh. My poles are probably fifteen years old. Okay. They're not exactly like super light carbon fiber. Yeah, they're um black diamond aluminum poles. Okay, not heavy, but. Uh, yeah, I kind of got tired of carrying them after five hours, but I thought I'll carry them early and, you know, that I won't, maybe won't need them as much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought they were more like a conservation of the legs thing, Absolutely. you know, rather than a I'm going to use them for treacherous terrain. You're right. that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I've, I've only used them, I've used them twice in a race, uh, end of Hellgate, yeah. one year when you hidden to me and they were helpful for going up the final climb yep and then uh last i don't know when i picked them up at mmt the last 30 miles or so and um they were definitely helpful to me there for climbing for making up for the tired legs i found it hard on the the more technical flat and downhill Mm -hmm. to know what to do with them
1: yeah i have like a thing where i just kind of slide my hands down and carry them like in the middle yeah so i have them like balanced and just kind of running with them yep uh and that seems to work okay but um so i had them for the first 13 miles at that aid station i left them because i was like you know what i got 17 miles okay i'll pick them up again for the next 13 right okay i figured i'd just trade off on and off um, I hit that aid station right on time, like according to my 18 hour plan, like okay. I came in right on the bell, which is good. I left that aid station maybe five minutes later.
0: Does right on the bell mean 18 minute average or does it yep. mean you're okay?
1: Yep. I was planning on just, I don't know if maybe you're thinking, well, I got to average 16s for the first loop and then. Nope. I was just going flat 18s the whole time. And so that, that's what happened, uh, to get to the first aid and, you know, uh, Jamie was there. And um, Mason was there, who's a friend that Abby met on PCT. So oh, okay. it was like Jamie and Mason, um, and they were all surprised because I was like there and alive. And they're uh-huh. like, "Ooh, you know." But Jamie is that the was same
0: all, guy we met in, in Tahoe. Yep, yeah, he okay. came
1: down off the PCT. Right. Yep. He's uh, he. I think he's got the ultra bug now. Okay. I think he had some itchy feet while we were there. It seemed like uh-huh. he's like, "Why am I standing around? I can do, <laughs> I do fifty k. I can do a hundred k. I just did." About know, right. 2,300 miles. Yeah. So, um, I think we'll see him at the next oil Creek probably. Okay. That's, that's what I'm, I'm signing him up for. <laughs> uh, so, but they had the whole aid station like laid out there and I didn't really, I mean, I sat down, I kind of ate a little bit. Um, and just, then I just went again. Right. So I was feeling good at 13 and a half. Um, and then the next stretch is 17 to the school. Yeah. um, and there you have a big climb right out of the aid station there. And that's probably, I guess it's, it's the second biggest
0: climb. Isn't, did you have a, like a significant climb out of every aid station pretty much? Yeah. yeah. Every aid station, it's an uphill, which yeah. is good. You get to eat your sandwich. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> you
1: can hike and, and eat. Yep, exactly. Um, So, but what happened on that 17, I was actually that part of the course I had run before. I had come out and done uh, 15 miles with Davin and Sean and, that was really good. So, and that's the most runnable part of the course. Once you get through that climb, you're just basically coasting along the ridge line. It's almost all slight downhill, just kind of rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful, you know, able to just kind of run. So I did that. Um, I got to 50K. Uh, Aid 3 was nice. Um, There's this guy, Bob, that I kept. We basically spent almost the whole first 50K together. Okay. And he was talking about his plan was to try to hit 18 hours. And so we ended up just on this similar pace. Um, And Bob had sort of ditched me out of aid two, but then I would catch up to him at the aid stations. I was sort of running a little bit faster, but I was also taking more time to conserve and recover at aid stations. Yeah. Um, So... And we had seen each other there and it was like super hot and we're like wringing, you know, cloths over our head <laughs> of ice water and we're like, October, you know, yeah. you know <laughs> that's why I signed up for this race. I thought October, nice, right. cool weather. No. So it was just so hot. Um But- and then I was a little bit hungry. So I got a quesadilla and then um, the girl was like, I can package some of these up to go if you want. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, well, what do you want? I was like, one of those, one of those, one of those. So I took a bunch of little uh, cheesy triangles with me yeah. um, and just, I ended up finishing 50K a half hour ahead of schedule. Oh, nice. So, but then I
0: get there. So you and, use that time at the school to hang out?
1: Well, nobody was there. Oh. I couldn't. I couldn't find Jamie or uh-huh. anybody, and I'm like, "Huh." So I grabbed some food. I went to the school. I sat down. I think I sent you a text message you that I was, yeah, like, I was like,
0: <laughs> "Sounds good." You know, you're like, you're like, yeah. Said I can't remember exactly what it said, but like, yeah, I just 50k finished. done in such and such time. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, go, go get it." You know. But then I thought maybe he means, and I'm done. <laughs> 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 I don't know. yeah but i didn't want to ask so
1: yeah i did uh i did 50k in i think it was eight hours i think is what i did because it was like six and then started at 6 a.m and i think i got to the school at 2 p.m so an eight hour 50k not bad um Especially if I was planning, you know, an 18 hour 100k. Yeah, that gives
0: you some 10 hours to play with. And
1: so I was kind of sitting at the school. I sent Jamie a text message. I'm like, hey, I'm here, you know, (laughs) Um, because at that point, I'm all um, alone. Yeah, I wasn't sure. And I hadn't told her anything about pacing or anything like that. But I was like, well, you know, really, she should do some of this during the day. Like instead of having to walk with me, I was like, she came down here. Uh, she should at least be able to run on the trails during the day so as much as I was saying like pacer meh, I was like let's go for you know it would have been nice to just spend some time running with her and just hanging out mm-hmm. so that that's um why I was like well I wonder where you know where she is so we can go and then I came out of the school got some more food and I was just eating and I walk up behind, and I was like oh hey guys and they're all like oh my god you're here already I was like I've been here 15 minutes <laughs> like I'm just hanging out But um, so then we did, and it was so hot. I needed sunscreen, like so. Davin's putting sunscreen on. We did a little cleaning up the legs because there was some mud on the um on the section four. There was definitely mud. Um,
0: sounds like you needed the Mister and the (laughs) the ice bandanas. It was
1: it was so hot. We had the
0: pit stop crew.
1: So that's what happened to them. Like they were trying to find shade. Uh-huh. So they were like hiding under like this one little teeny tiny tree.
0: And you were ahead of schedule. So they weren't necessarily looking, looking for yet. me.
1: Right. So, but, uh, despite all that, I left that aid station right on schedule. Okay. So I took a half hour there, but that essentially made it a, a second 50 K race. Right. Like, yeah. And, uh, at that point, you Did know, Jamie go with
0: you. Yep. So Jamie
1: went, uh, I didn't change my shoes. Like they were like, was, well, what's going on with the shoes? I'm like, it's fine. Everything yep. everything was fine. So, okay. did we you go some, in and and lube them or anything? Or no, nope. okay. um, they they didn't. There was no didn't. issues with them, and so yep. I was kind of like, well, I'll just let them be. Yeah. Um, the other thing was I I had uh, I think I had changed my shirt my shirt was super sweaty and just mm-hmm. gross and wet. So we actually I actually changed um, shirt. And got a bunch of sunscreen and then left. Uh, And so Jamie and I just went out trotting. And I did take the poles. Okay. uh, And after like a mile, I was like, this was a terrible mistake. I, I, You know, the 17 that I did without them was fine. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really need or want them. Yeah. So like we figured out some way to rig them up to my pack um, so that we didn't have to carry them. Because what I was finding was they were sort of stopping me from wanting to run on the runnable parts. Okay. Because it was like I was just okay, I got to transition into holding them and running. And so they sort of, I don't know, it was weird. As much as I was using them for the uphill, I, I could have been fine without them. So that was all well and good. And getting to aid to on that second loop was easy oh, it,
0: are you calling aid two the, the first aid station you go through or the yeah the first crew start is aid one
1: right that's why I wasn't sure so then seven miles into the loop is it's aid, aid two. two
0: the first aid station you hit is aid two
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's I don't know counting counting is tough you're yeah. the one with the math degree <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think that's the first. The first aid station you hit is aid two. Oh, we saw a cat. That was neat. Um, on, like a uh, like a, a feral r- house cat or a- like a super sweet looking black and white kitty on the first loop. And the reason I said that is follow this because you actually hit jugs of water on the course at like three and a half miles, and then you hit aid two. Yeah. right. (laughs) So, um, anyways, there was a little kitty cat there. Um, so that was neat. I don't know where it came from. (laughs) Uh, what else? Oh, um, so yeah, we hit that aid station and, um, I sat down and I did lots of eating. Like I was making sure to do lots of eating. That was kind of, because at that point I knew, okay, this is going to be eighteen hours. Yeah,
0: you're feeling so, an eighteen-hour effort, a yeah. full day out there, pretty much.
1: Six a.m. to midnight. I'm I'm getting snacks. Yep. you know, like that's what it comes down to. So yeah, I didn't. Like, oh, I was eating a hard-boiled egg at every aid station. It's so good. I don't know, <laughs> salt on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would, I would uh, dip the dip the end in salt, and then like, boom, salt explosion. Because you can't, good. Like, you can't like meat it out just a little, but. Yeah, so I had I had seven hard boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um which I guess that was good cuz I like I had the protein, yeah. you know, so that's good.
0: But someone out there pushing a 11 hour 100k <laughs> doesn't get to eat that many eggs. No, but Davin says
1: that he eats the eggs during the 100 miler. Oh, really? So, huh. you know. Works for him. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm He's out there for 18 hours, too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just (laughs) an extra loop. Right. You know? So, yeah, I guess if you're going to be on Oil Creek for 18 hours, recommendation is hard-boiled eggs. Okay. Um, What else? Oh, at that – so at that first day, I mean, we definitely took some time at that that aid three just just to eat and make sure, like, things were feeling good. Okay. Um, When you get to
0: aid three – what time is it now? Is oh, so close to evening time.
1: So between eight, two and three. Yeah. So between miles thirty-eight to forty-five. Yeah. Going to the petroleum center. That's when the skies opened
0: the up. Rain begins. Like right. as
1: we're running along the ridge, you just hear these long rumbles of thunder, like real long rumbles of okay. thunder. And I'm like Jamie, we are in trouble (laughs) those are some big thunder you know and uh we were just running like trying to i wanted to get as close to the station as i could before it and no it just opened up like (sighs) biblical pouring it was the humidity was gone and the temperature was dropping okay but it was raining and almost instantly i started feeling blisters in between my toes like Maybe maybe a
0: half hour into how this run. How far? Um, how far from the aid station were you at that point? Probably when it opened up. Probably mile forty. Okay, so two miles, three miles in my. Like um, that. it's forty-five. Oh, forty-five. Okay. Yeah, so that's,
1: it's mile forty-five okay. to you know some 45 and a half. So you're
0: closer something. to the midpoint than you are to the, the yeah. aid station there. So. And
1: I was I had definitely had five miles of you know sixteen to eighteen minute pace in uh-huh. biblical. Uh-huh. level of rain
0: that's uh, a point of comparison I wasn't actually there for this either but um, some of our listeners might have been at a twisted branch this summer yes <laughs> comparable <laughs> worse better <laughs>
1: um, the the amount of rain that that fell in the period of time uh-huh. was was probably the same uh-huh. but for twisted it rained for four hours oh, Wow okay for this it rained about two to two and a half hours okay. Um, but it destroyed the trail Yeah, like so much so that after the race, uh, the race director sends out a summary of like, you know, the race went really well and here's what happened in this and that he actually put in there a section of like dealing with mud. I often bring a pair of micro spikes with me, even in case of, you know, he's like the oil Creek trail. You need to understand the way it gets wet, you know? Uh So he actually explained out like, (laughs) It it took him a note to say maybe you should wear micro spikes if uh-huh. it's gonna be muddy on this course.
0: After the fact.
1: After the fact. Yeah. I mean who's gonna bring micro spikes to totally. an October right. you know <laughs> October sixth race? When the forecast <laughs> calls for eighty degree weather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here I am saying like I had everything in my bag yeah. except microspikes. Micro <laughs> cool. But um yeah, so it was it was some bad rain, um, but it did drop the temperature. Like, can't okay. complain about that. And what um,
0: time? What time of day was that? About
1: um, probably about four o'clock, I would okay. say, because then I got in. So this is where the confusion happened. So because Jamie, who was carting my bag, uh-huh. being being my crew person, is now running. Uh-huh. My bag is at the school. Yeah, it needs to make it to the aid station, the petroleum and,
0: center aid station.
1: And at that point. I was thinking, you know, I'm definitely going to want to change shoes for the last 17 miles. Um, I had the two toms in there; that was going to be very helpful because the chafing. Yeah. The chafing. <laughs> uh, the chafing. I can't. Uh, it's 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 still sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> like, figuratively, <laughs> and, up some <laughs> And literally, some tough memories here. It, the, the chafing was amazing. Um. I never, never have I ever <laughs> chafing that bad. So
0: you had the blister, uh, after the rain started, the blisters and the chafing came on pretty quick. Pretty quick. Okay.
1: Like I think because you're running in the humidity all day, right? Yeah. So like my feet were already sort of, you know, wet just from the socks and the sweat. There's a know? lot of
0: sweat and grime in there.
1: Um, and then the wetness. Yeah. And I didn't change them, right? So there's just a lot going on in there. Um, and then just the humidity, you're sweating all day. Yeah. So, yeah, those both happened real fast. Before you got to the aid station three. Right. And now I got to the aid station three, again, a half hour early. So when we were leaving the school, um, Sean and Laura and Abby were all still finishing the 50K. Davin Davin had finished already. So he was at the aid station. Mm Mm-hmm. and he's volunteered Sean, who was still running a race, <laughs> to drive my bag. Not
0: himself. was yeah. cooling off and yeah. relaxing. Well, but mean, Sean, who's still know, running.
1: Yeah. He kind of he was kind enough to make sure that I had somebody to. So he says, he says Sean's going to get your bag. Here Sean safely. will bring your bag up there. Um,
0: but you get there. And it's which which is day.
1: fine, right? Like Sean didn't know because right. he's still running his race. Yeah. Uh, so I get there a half hour early. Ron's there. Because Ron was driving around taking pictures yep. in his in his brand fancy new van. Oh yeah. Um, so he was taking pictures, and now the thing is, you would think <laughs> Ron's there. Ron could have brought the bag. Yeah, but it wasn't Ron's job to bring the bag. No,
0: he made it was known, right. It was
1: Sean's job to bring the bag. Um, Sean didn't know either. It wasn't right. his job. <laughs> it was um, Davin's job to tell Sean. Yeah. Um, anyway, and Davin did tell Sean. Uh, Just, I showed up a half hour early. You're running too dang fast. And and Davin told him an hour and a half later. So so I was expected to show up at 6.30. I showed up at 6. Davin told Sean 7.30. So it just wasn't going to happen. But that's nobody's fault but... Mine, because like I could have easily thrown some shoes in a drop bag.
0: Yeah, you didn't make a crewing plan. You didn't. No, the, I didn't. Right.
1: <laughs> you know what? So so. Anyways, I show up at this mile forty five, and Ron always putting things in perspective the way he does is goes. Just think about it. You're doing better than anybody ever expected you would. <laughs> Which is very much true, right? Like I show up to fifty K early. Everybody's like, What the hell are you doing here right. already? I show up to forty five and they're like, Oh, he's never gonna make it, whatever, you know? But uh yeah, so we're there and Ron calls Sean and Sean's like, Hey, I just finished my race. How's it going? Yeah, you know, no, I'm not gonna bring that bag. That guy's yeah. a jerk, you know. <laughs> um so oh. Ron, having his new van, dug into his bag of tricks because now it's it's pouring, okay. right? It's getting colder. Still
0: pouring. You're at least under shelter, right? Yeah, the and tent.
1: And, but now we know it's going to be cold, right? Right. So we know it's 6.30 at night. And you're
0: looking at dark about to happen soon, right? Yeah. It's probably uh, getting no, dark
1: at 7 or something like that? yep it's getting dark. So it's like headlamps. Well, my big giant waist light headlamp, that's uh-huh. in my bag. But luckily, Jamie's super smart. And Jamie threw a headlamp in my pack at the school Okay, and threw hers in her pack at the school. So okay. we at least had two headlamps. That's good. Yeah. She's, That's what you need. She's a smart girl. Yeah. You know? Um,
0: you can survive a little chafing. Yeah. Oof. I mean, it's not fun, but- Well, I took- You can adopt a uh, wide took, stance while uh, you're running. And I took a handful of Vaseline <laughs> yeah. at,
1: at that petroleum petroleum center. Yeah. Fitting. aptly named. Yeah. Um, yeah, that doesn't it doesn't stay, though. No,
0: it doesn't. You really need a two-toms or uh-huh. a squirrel enough butter. Or something you, don't, like that. you
1: don't even know where this went later. Oh, my God. So the, bad. The
0: um, petroleum jelly doesn't have it. <laughs> no. I tried it. I learned at Burning River. Yeah,
1: it's bad. So, um, anyways, Ron ends up bringing out his rain jacket, a long-sleeve shirt, uh, a T-shirt, and a pair of socks. So I changed my socks, and as soon as I I took off my sock, Ron goes, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So at 45, they were in rough shape. Um, They were just really just wet and soft and just ripe with blisters in between Uh all the toes. It was just going to be a bad day. Um, So we changed the socks, but then I had to put the shoes back on. Uh And they're already wet, and they're not up for this they won't they're only two days old they don't know what they got themselves into <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was you know again, just kind of hanging out and ate another hard boiled egg you know um the The people there were at that aid station though were pretty great um for it being eighty six degrees, I think because they had planned for it being fifty five they had blankets at the aid station, yeah. so While I was waiting to find out what was going to happen with the bag or whatever, I had blankets on and stayed warm. um, Because it's amazing how it went from super hot to super cold. Yeah, plus you're wet and you're tired. It changed really fast. But, again, I left that aid station, like, right on schedule. All
0: right. Wow. It sounded like you probably would have eaten up a lot of time there, but
1: I guess. Well, it was a half hour. I got there a half hour early, and same thing with the other one, right? So I'm like, I'm chewing up all this time, but honestly, I don't really care. Right. because i'm still like thinking okay 18 hours is where that's fine yeah. I, i'm at mile 45 and for all intents and purposes i'm feeling pretty good Yep, you know doing the 18 minute mile thing
0: and did the rain was the rain done by the time you left or was it still yeah kind of it going was
1: away? mostly done okay you know so um it was like sprinkling a little benefit. bit um it would rain on and off but the big stuff was done yeah um but the damage, the damage was this, also done. The trail
0: was already wrecked.
1: The course was
0: the body was yeah. wrecked, and yeah, it's probably still dripping off the trees and everything. Too. What's
1: funny is like my Achilles didn't hurt. Yeah. You know, I had this thing where I kept feeling like I had an ankle roll all all summer. That didn't hurt. Like the shoes did what yeah. they were supposed to do. Um, I don't necessarily blame them for the blisters. Okay. I, I, you could, but I mean, it was. At that point, it's six thirty, so it's twelve and a half hours in the in a pair of wet shoes right. for most of the day. So there's almost no shoes. That aren't gonna yeah. You're not going to you are not going to have no problems with. So them. I'm not gonna blame them. Um, but the trail was trashed. Um, after mile forty five, I don't think I ran a single
0: step. Okay, like, wow. not a step. So hike the whole seventeen miles back.
1: It, yeah. So if you think about this, uh-huh. spoiler alert: I didn't hit eighteen <laughs> hours. Um, I hit 22 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> but I left mile 45 right on schedule for 18 hours. Yeah. Um, those 17 miles, I think, took eight and a half hours.
0: It's not unheard of for people to slow down a little bit at <laughs> 100 distance, you know? Yeah. So, you know, when you're planning for 18 hours, you might want to. Well, this put yourself on a 16 hour schedule. Well, if, if the problem was that I
1: just couldn't run, right? Like, I, mean, I had the chafing, I had the blisters, and then it was that sort of mud that is sticky, but you can move laterally yeah. in it, so you could slide into rocks. Yeah. Um, so every step you take is just like either you're going deep into a puddle or you're plopping through mud. Um, I'm picturing a
0: a two inch layer of peanut butter on top of exactly firm ground or something with like that. a bunch
1: of rocks, you know, so it's like chunky peanut butter. Uh-huh. Um, and you're just sliding into rocks. And I guess it may be, yeah, if I were more fit, maybe I would be running a little bit better through that. But I mean, it was sloppy, and there were only 500 milers under 24 hours this wow. year. Okay, so that's, I mean,
0: that'll just tell you how bad the, the trail was. Yeah, I'm thinking about you have to do the back stretch the 17 mile back stretch mm-hmm. in this conditions but a lot of hundred milers would be going out for a whole other loop at this yep. point
1: yeah um and that's the thing like there were a lot of dnf's at mile 54 okay for the hundred milers okay cuz they were at that aid 3 and yep. i guess they had to be out of that by 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. um on their second loop and they were just they were coming in just destroyed like i hate this course i'm never doing it again Like the mud was, the mud was bad. Right. Um, and that's sort of where I had my, I would say mile 50 was where, where it all sort of came crashing down. Yeah. Because mentally,
0: um, physically or both or
1: the mentally I was fine. Okay. Like I, I never felt like, Oh, I'm going to drop out of this race. I never felt like I wasn't having fun. Mm hmm. Um, the chafing was so very bad. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so a
0: picture, you never felt like you weren't having fun. <laughs> Are you sure about well, that?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it I was understand. kind of the, it was kind of like the, the Scott jerk. This is what you came for. Right. Right. Because I knew this is where I was going to be. It was just, it was pain, but it wasn't like, you know, Ugh, I don't want to be doing this. I, it was more like, boy, I wish I could be doing this without this <laughs> immense amount of pain. Right. Because imagine like super tender feet. Now, when I'm talking like afterwards, the whole bottom of both of my feet, the front was all one big blister underneath yeah. all four toes. Full, the full pad was a blister. Yeah. In between the toes were blisters. Oh. The pinky toe had a blister that popped and then had a blister form underneath that. And then the whole back outside of the heel were also blisters. Yeah. But they were even. Like (laughs) both feet were that extra cushioning there. (laughs) (laughs) Both feet were symmetrically blistered. So I felt good about that. Yeah. I mean, but then there's just chafing, right? So now you got the sensitive feet and you got the chafing. Yeah. And and so uh,
0: compare the, uh, did they look like trench feet though? Like all they were crevassed and everything. Yeah.
1: So the, the fronts were definitely, I wouldn't say it was full on trench foot, but it was a nice big, like compared to Weldon after burning river. I had more blisters than Weldon after Burning River, but that one where he had the three blisters all piled up <laughs> on top of each other, I only had one of those. Okay. But I didn't have the full-on
0: trench foot. Okay. I just had lots of blisters. Because uh-huh. um, Weldon had the trench foot and blisters going on, and I had the chafing at bra- while pacing at Burning River. Yeah. And it sounds like you just got the whole combination. I got both of them, both ne- them together. <laughs> neither of you were there, so I got both of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if one of you would have been there to take one of those. Uh-huh. Um, so that that was really the the problematic thing. And now if you remember, that seventeen mile stretch, the aid stations are eight and nine miles apart. Yeah. So I'm walking through mud for eight miles. Yeah. And rain and wet. So that's just a lot of time. Twenty like,
0: twenty plus minute pace. Yeah. And you know, and, so. and I
1: would say like it wasn't again like at that point I'm in my recovery time now, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not like my legs are my legs were fine. Uh-huh. They they weren't I mean because I hadn't really overly taxed them. I was kind of going at the most comfortable and conservative pace I possibly could, yeah. right? So it wasn't like oh my legs are fried and cramping. I was feeding them the whole time. Okay. I was, they were they were well taken care of. I was eating and drinking that was great. None How's of that.
0: Jamie doing through this? Is she having fun? Is she?
1: She had fun the first half. She, you know, <laughs> up to up to um, Petroleum Center, the uh-huh. first 13, she was like, this is beautiful. I'm so yeah. happy I came. You know, exciting. And even in the rain, like, I mean, we were definitely, like, there were, it was positive as much as, like, I had the whole pain thing going on. Yeah. It was still a very positive run. And Jamie was definitely just excited and happy to be out there. On the first half? On the first half. And, so- and I mean... It's fun to run
0: in the rain for a while.
1: Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, and um, but then when
0: you have to be out for another, yeah.
1: And 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 the thing was, I wasn't really, I wasn't complaining or anything. It was just like it was sore, you know, it hurt, Um, and it wasn't like the hurt where you are like, oh, my muscles, if they could just give a little bit more. It was more like the stupid chafing and the dumb blisters. Um, So the second half just took a long time, and by like mile fifty. That's, that's where things went south because now I'm, I don't know, it's, I'm just hungry and just a little bit cold and just tired, I think. So we got between 50 and 54, like, I don't remember anything about that. It was just miserable. And I was just so in so much pain. We get to the road to get to aid station 54. And as I'm getting in there, I'm like, I think it was 1030 at night. Okay. So I know obviously 18 hours is long gone. Yeah. Cuz I'm not making up 9 miles in an hour and a half. Right. That's just not going to happen. Um and as soon as I got to that aid station, I just knew we we're going to be there a while. Like Okay. <laughs> decided to sit it, down and refuel. It, well, I needed like as soon as I sat down, I I grabbed the blanket, put it over my shoulders and immediately like my whole body started shaking. Uh-huh. Like just full I don't on Full on shutters, yeah. um, and I was like, "Well, we're gonna be here a bit," and that's when the hundred milers started coming in and dropping, okay. and people picking them up and giving them rides. And Jamie's running around like a crazy person. Uh, she's wearing Ron's Oil Creek long sleeve, okay, um, and so she's like running around getting me a whole bunch of stuff. She got me ramen, got me some food, got me another hard boiled egg, you know, um, and she kind of puts all this out in front of me. And then somebody else goes to her like, do you guys have any quesadillas? (laughs) Because she's got an oil freak shirt on. So she knows I'm not going anywhere. So she starts being an aid station volunteer for like all the hundred milers that are coming in and dropping. (laughs) Um, And she's like –
0: I would think they discourage uh, dropping there since it's not a crew access point. Absolutely.
1: They they don't love you dropping there. Mm. One guy was like waiting for his wife to come pick him up Mm -hmm. and – two other people like heard he was getting a ride and the the thing is i think they have to leave that aid station by 11 okay so that is a cutoff for the 100 milers okay. um so a lot of them were now like they had no choice but to drop
0: right. you got there at 10 30 they're yep. coming up on that cutoff.
1: i was i was still yep. there at 11 okay <laughs> spoiler <laughs> so jamie's doing the thing the high energy i got i got two blankets on me now i got one over the top of me and one on my lap But they were – again, it was like preventative because I knew I was going to be there and I just didn't want to get cold. Yeah. So I'm just – I'm like, we're going to be here for a bit until I figure out what's going to happen. But she is like seeing these cars pulling up and taking people and she's like quit staring at the cars. Yeah. She's thinking about
0: how do I prevent this person from getting any bad
1: ideas. I'm like, I'm not going to – drop but she goes you just said they were the luckiest people in the world (laughs) and i was like yeah they are because they're getting a ride back to the school (laughs) Uh i have nine more miles like it wasn't that i was gonna you know i'm already at 54 or whatever so it's not like i'm gonna drop but i didn't know how i was gonna get out of the chair like i knew i would just Uh not exactly how um or when Yeah. And because every time I shifted in the chair, the chafing just would explode. (laughs) Like it was just, I mean, it, it was, it was not great. I'll tell (laughs) you not recommended. Yeah. Um, and there was a fire and she's like, go stand by the fire. I'm like, I can standing. No, like not, not into, I'm going to sit here and move as little as possible. Um, and, you know, the one woman kept coming over and like checking, you know, because at one point I get a little bit of a distant stare and just like, you know, rethink all my life choices <laughs> that got me to this point. Yes. <laughs> um, but I I knew, like I said, I knew I was going to eventually get up and Jamie, Jamie, not so sure. You know, she wasn't, she wasn't exactly sure that I was going to get up. Uh, what happened? I ate some more stuff. Uh, I ate lots of ramen. That was good. Good times there. Um, Oh, and then I got up to do a test pee and I was like, okay, let's go pee and see what happens. And I got over there and like I did pee and on my way back, like full shutters again. I'm like, yep, let's go sit down again and start this process over. Oh, you just got to get moving. The only thing that's going to get you warm at that point. is- But it wasn't, I wasn't cold. It was like shut down shutters or something, but I was mostly concerned about like getting two miles onto the trail. And then, like, becoming a liability, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that was more what I was worried about. So, eventually, I don't know, uh, I just got up, started walking around and, like, browsing the table to see if there was anything I wanted to eat. Okay. And Jamie was over by the fire talking with somebody, and she got super excited because she saw me, like, walking around she's like she's i gotta go i gotta go she's like are you ready to leave i'm like no slow your roll lady (laughs) like slow your roll she's just thinking i i gotta go to bed right how long did
0: you make her hang out at this aid station
1: uh, i i told her she could leave whenever she wanted (laughs) (laughs) just that i wasn't going (laughs) um yeah so we left that aid station probably shortly after midnight so hour and a half yeah it was almost two hours and it went by pretty darn quick like for me it went by pretty quick um so i'm not proud of this Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i couldn't figure out what we were going to do about the chafing Uh and um so jamie was talking to like two uh, aid station volunteers and the one lady's like well I got some gauze and I was like – because Jamie was talking about how after her chafing at SRT, she like wrapped gauze around her legs okay. to go to sleep so they wouldn't rub. Uh-huh. She let it dry a little too much. But she was like, yeah, well, we can get some gauze and figure something out. But the woman had like this four-by-four four pad of gauze okay. and basically I just slathered it with um, petroleum jelly. Uh-huh. like just It was just this pad of petroleum jelly. And basically put it in my shorts (laughs) because like, you know, the liner and the, yeah. So I basically put this four by four pad of petroleum jelly in my shorts and it made like walking tolerable, Wow! but it would keep shifting. So, (laughs) but once I got that, I'm like, okay, let's just, let's get going now. This is, this is it. Um, uh, we, we need to get started here.
0: Got your lubed up maxi pad basically. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, so that was one of the considerations. Jamie was like, well, what if we try Because they actually, this Aid 3 is so well stocked that they actually have um, products for ladies. Wow. And or heavily chafed fellows, I guess. <laughs> um, so I did take one of those and put it in my pocket. All right. Like, this is where we're at here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, when I tell you this chafing, like, it was, it was, there were pieces of skin. Like, it was a thing. Ugh. It was, it was not. No, <laughs> um, but then, so we started going like just, ha- okay, you know, obviously we're nowhere near 18 hours, um, but we left
0: almost at the 18 hour mark, right? I was going to say, if you've spent an hour and a half in the aid station, you're, you're yeah. basically at 18 hours when you left. Yeah,
1: like midnight, well, we're leaving maybe a little bit after midnight. Okay. And it's just now it's the long, the long march back to the school. Um, And it was that, all
0: marching, not oh, no running.
1: There wasn't a, a single step of running. The okay. chafing was so bad. The blisters uh. were so – like, the blisters, I was actually starting to lean into the blisters to, like, get them to pop. Like, uh-huh. I would see rocks, and I would, like, step on the rock <laughs> and, like, just – Pressure the blister like come on, just explode. It'll be so much better. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> um, and every you know fifty to a hundred yards or so, I'd have to adjust my petroleum pad. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> it, it was bad. Like oh, I'm so happy the trail was dark and yeah, um, yeah. So it was just basically a walk. You know, time was. The thing was, nobody was really passing me. Um, because everybody was slogging through it,
0: getting to that aid station and not moving on. Exactly.
1: Um, and there were some people behind me, but, um, yeah, it was not, it was, it was, there's, there was really nothing, um, remarkable other than the mud, so much mud on that last section of that trail.
0: So what made you decide to keep going and not think about dropping out at that point there, you'd made a decision even when you sat down it sounded like when you told jamie i'm not i'm not thinking about getting in those cars yeah but you had that you probably could have arranged it if if you wanted to yeah
1: but i guess like i said i mean i had until 1 p.m the next day mm-hmm. to finish the race mm-hmm. like but
0: <laughs> you're in a lot of pain it's miserable yeah, it's yeah. dark out
1: yeah but anyway so why not and I guess there there it wasn't miserable. That's the thing. It it was never like not I don't know. The only thing that was problematic were blisters and chafing. Mm-hmm. Like it it wasn't, you know, I didn't have this Achilles pain. I was able to take steps like I didn't have anything that would like stop me from going. Like you must have been a bit tired if your body's going oh, in shutter. I, I was yawning shivering. on the trail. Like I was definitely tired. Yeah. But I guess like I don't know, at no point was I not enjoying it. Like I never got into like a bad the the bad head space was like from mile fifty to fifty four. Okay. And I was just miserable because it was I knew how much longer it was gonna be. Right. I guess that's the part about it, because I had I had set the bar so low at eighteen hours. Uh huh. That it actually became, like, it felt achievable, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when it wasn't, I was like, well, whatever. I wasn't supposed to, as Ron said, I was doing so much better <laughs> than everybody expected. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It never entered my mind that, like, I wasn't going to finish. Interesting. Um, but it wasn't, it's because it's not like I was taxing my body so much that, I, you know, like at Twisted where I was dry heaving and couldn't eat for 13 miles. Yep. And that slowed me down to the point where I didn't make a cutoff. Um, there wasn't any of that. Like there was no, I guess, distress. Like, it was just painful. So very, so very painful.
0: Did it get mentally easier after that eight stations? Because you can now start to count down the, the um, miles and you're in the final stretch or anything?
1: Yeah, I guess it did. I mean the the part again was just I knew from the first loop, that section four was the muddiest out of everything. Okay. And then it rained. It was the muddiest
0: before the rain. Yeah. Okay. And
1: so I'm like, okay, there's definitely going to be some mud. And it was. It was just sloppy and gross. Um,
0: if I recall it correctly, you, I mean, after you run, oh, what, six or so miles, you drop down to the a place where you run a loop around some oil rigs or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, so you come and then up, you have oh, another okay. mile on the bike path. After that,
1: yeah, and the bike path is pretty much the out and back, right? Piece. You, everybody runs that coming out. Everybody runs it back. But yeah, you go like the Drake Oil Museum,
0: right? Okay. Oh, oh, that was and that so thing much is fun. banging, clanging, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it was
1: so loud, <laughs> it's it freaked Jamie out. Like uh-huh. so. Before that, um, the first loop, the daytime, that Drake Oil Loop was wacky like it was literally so I was running with that guy Bob yep. and um, somebody else and I was like it, it got there was um, some sort of party and there was this little girl in this super pretty like yellow dress with like the
0: whitest white leggings so this is not related to the race this is no, some family not related party to or the like race that.
1: but she's walking through the parking lot and she's just got like a frozen smile on her face uh-huh. and she's doing like the princess wave <laughs> but her face is like Frozen, like motionless, uh-huh. and she's—it was like something out of like, I don't know, that Soundgarden or a movie or something. <laughs> that, yeah, that Soundgarden video, like Black Hole Sun, uh-huh. or or like something out of uh, the It movie, you know. Or she's just like Sounds just creepy. waving. I was like, what is going on with her? And then like a biker gang drives by, like nine bikes, motorcycles come by, and the one. I don't, I don't know. That was weird. So then there's the biker gang. And then, um, you go by this little pavilion inside the park and there was, uh, there was, um, kids dressed up in Halloween makeup, I guess. And there were two of them and they were freaky and they started walking like right towards me and they Mm -hmm. had the face makeup and the one girl had like broken doll face makeup so she had like porcelain okay. porcelain doll face, but it was like painted like it was broken. Weird. That was weird. That sounds. Fits uh, in with a creepy theme there. So I just, I was like, I said to those guys, I'm like, the hallucinations are supposed to start later in the night, right? <laughs> like, that was just a, a freaky little loop there. Uh-huh. Um, Strangeville. Uh, so on the next loop, coming back around, uh, the second time, it was late at night. I we mean, where's the morning? We're talking like, yeah. Two o'clock in the morning, two thirty in the morning, and you got to do this oil loop, and you can hear the the um, oil. I guess they're playing a tape of like some oil derricks, uh, but it, it's kind of horror horror right. sounding. It's and just uh, this
0: clanging like dang, yeah, dang, And dang. I had
1: said, yeah, it's almost like an old steel mill kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. You know, people are in a factory sort of setting. And I had said to Jamie, it, it, it was like, it reminded me a little bit of like the um, House of a Thousand Corpses, like Rob Zombie, House okay. of a Thousand Corpses. And she's like, I never saw that movie, but yeah, it doesn't it. it doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> and it got to the point where we were passing. It was so loud. Like, Jamie's like, we're going to run.
0: We're running now. That's what I was wondering, if, if maybe you got motivated to run yeah. a couple steps around that.
1: So when we got to the museum loop, Jamie goes, how about we run a little bit? And I was like, no. And she's like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) I won't mention it again. And we were walking with these two guys who were um, finishing their third loop of the hundred mile. So they had, they were finishing their third loop and then they would have that going home. The
0: baby loop. Yeah.
1: So we were sort of walking with them, but we were a little bit faster. Uh, And so as, um, as we were passing that thing, those guys caught up behind us and started running a little bit. So they had the flashlights. So Jamie's in like mid freak out because of this oil well thing. And then two flashlights coming up, running up behind her. She yeah. was like, she nearly lost it. It was, we walked a little bit faster.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, We walked a little bit faster. Um, and those guys, um, the one guy ended up there was a guy, uh, his name was Dragon, and I thought his friend was just calling him Dragon. No, it <laughs> turns out his name was actually, like, Johnny Dragon. Uh, you know, so... Cool. Yeah. um, But those two guys were ahead of us, and the one guy ended up not finishing. Like, he did 93 miles. He never left the school. Like, wow. yeah. And the other guy, you know, ended up walking out the last seven, but... um, So, yeah, those miles were just kind of... And they're just—I mean—it was nothing but painful agony, you know. Yeah. And and of course, accolades from Jamie about just how I've been eating and drinking so well, and oh. you know, she was very good about that. She's like, you know, you just keep eating and drinking. You're doing great. And I'm like, oh, you know, I had no problems eating all day. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it was just a slow walk. Okay. Like,
0: I saw a video of your finish, and you did not <laughs> even pick up the pace. Well, you didn't even. Do a finish line kick or anything like that. No, you just there, walked it right in. There was, yeah. there was no. It, Usually, when you catch sight of the finish line, you can manage. Suddenly, your body says, "Okay, I can manage to run." Uh, no, nope. n- okay.
1: no, none of that. Um, it's just I could have ran, sure, yeah. if I, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe the chafing wasn't all that bad. Maybe the blisters weren't all that bad. Maybe I just wasn't, you know, tough enough to deal with the pain and run. Mm-hmm. But no, every every step was shooting flames. Flames, hot lava, blisters. It was not. It was not pleasant. Ouch. Yeah, um, but like, like I said, overall it was fun. Like I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. You know? like I don't. <sighs> we are weird people. I, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Like. The same thing when you, you know, the funny stories about you, uh, doing the cowboy walk with Weldon in Vernon river, you know, the problem is I didn't have a dry course. So my cowboy walk was like slippery, Yeah, but you still think back fondly on that. Oh, sure.
0: You know, and we giggle about, I've been miserable pretty much every race over a hundred miles over a hundred K that I've run. And, you know, it's still, I still say it's fun. It's still, I
1: know I had a good time. I mean, honestly, um, and You know, it was really great that Jamie did decide to come and it was cool. We had that time, Mm -hmm. you know, and we got, I got to talk with her about, uh, that's the other thing, right? I'm, I'm hanging out with a a girl that just did 70 miles unsupported, right? And, um, I think she did that in just under 24 hours, right around 24 hours. She's only the, the third ever woman, I think, to finish that 70 mile. Okay. So um, anyways, yeah, I'm not gonna be like mm, my first. This is too know? hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but we got to spend a lot of time talking about that, you know. And it's funny because she doesn't like the woods at night, right? Okay. And <laughs> like she does, but she doesn't. You know right. that kind of thing. And she did 70 miles by her, you know, unsupported, and you know, so she was out in the night for quite a while sure. by herself without course markings, without aid stations. Huh. So. You know, it's kind of just suck it up and get it done, right? Yeah. I mean, Davin has run that 100 mile there four times, you know. Um, I know a lot of friends that have done it and survived it. Right. So,
0: you know. That's the tough part about having a crew or pacers that are yeah. as tough or tougher than you.
1: Which is fine. I like that, actually. Um, and that's, that's a lot of the reasons why I like to crew the long races because I get to see that stuff, yeah. you know. And seeing how you deal with Hellgate, you know, um, Mm -hmm. three degrees at at 4 a.m., like, that that's helpful for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, one, I'm wearing a jacket and not doing that. Right. But, two, like, you make it. You survive, you know. So uh, I guess, like, that was the thing. It was never something that I felt like, okay, I can't really do this. Now am I am I really excited that I had a 22 hour 100k? No, not really, you know. That's not the part that I'm excited about, but the first 45 miles were stellar, you know. I felt I felt like I was I had set the bar where it needed to be
0: set and I was able to just go out into the woods and have fun, you know. And who knows, maybe without the downpour it would have been a bit of a closer yeah, I think closer to the bar.
1: I think I probably would have hit eighteen hours. I mean, I was taking when I was running, I was running fine. You know, my running was actually at like eleven minute pace. Mm-hmm. But then I'd be walking up the hills, or I took all that time to sit in the aid stations, and like, I really broke the race down into okay thirteen, okay now seventeen, Yep. okay thirteen and seventeen more. Yeah, that was just and you know I wasn't in any kind of hurry or urgency. I didn't have any. I guess I didn't if I would have set some expectations that I had hoped like okay, I've worked hard, I've trained for this race, yeah. I'm at the top of my physical shape, I should be doing a fifteen hour and they I don't do fifteen hours, it's a failure right, yeah. I didn't have any of that, right. like as I said, you're doing better than anybody ever thought you would <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's impressive that you know with the sort of sporadic and training that you had especially with it falling off and then the issues just to get through it you know just to get the day done um
1: sorry i gotta get some more of this coffee well
0: under cutoff (laughs) well under the cutoff
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i and i wasn't dfl either so wow there's that you know um yeah i had uh doesn't that sound good it just sounds good (laughs) uh yeah i mean i got i was out there and i did the thing you know That's there. What was funny is there was this woman in the beginning of the race. Like I said, I started in the back of the pack, and there was this woman that had said she had hoped to beat twenty seven hours this time, and I was like, okay, you know, twenty seven hours, you can kind of stroll that in. You know, the thing was, she was hiking like she was. She was one of those really fast power hikers. You know, like Olga Huber style. Uh, covers more distance than most people when they're trotting, you know. I was like, y- "You're hiking at an 18-minute pace. You don't have to run a single step. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just hike it out, and you're going to beat 27 by a huge margin." You know what I mean? Um, and she had come in to mile 54 when I was sitting there, so you know she had wanted to beat 27. And she was at mile 54 at midnight. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, wow. And here I am setting a bar at 18, you know, and she's setting a bar at 27 for 100K. And she could do 20 hours easily. So, like, what is it that causes people to go horribly wrong, right? And to have that precipitous drop-off at the end. And I don't think I had that because I never – I was never like physically, you know, pushing myself, and I guess that's that's what's different about this. I don't in any way think that this was a race, like I don't in any way think like I was doing some inhuman thing. I I set the expectations and just kind of just kept going at that speed. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, I think I mean this is when you ask what causes people to have that precipitous drop off at the end. That's it's common for people to. Extremely common, the norm I think for people to go out way, way, way too hard. And I'm ta- not talking about at a pace that they're they're actually you know where they're running their half marathon pace or something like that and making that mistake. They're still just they're running at an easy pace for them, but it's still too hard to, yeah. to sustain for 100k. Yep. Um, or 100 miles. And that might be what you need to do to, to have a fantastic performance. But 90% of the time, it's what ends you up with. Right. You know crawling it in at the end <laughs> that i was one step i'd like to think i was one level
1: above crawling it in. <laughs> i think i was i mean uh it, you know i looked at that video and i was and <laughs> sean said something to me like that too he said like you couldn't even muster a trot to the, to the finish line and i was like no well you didn't like, need to what, i mean no. Uh, that's right. I'm going to shave three, four seconds off my <laughs> <laughs> of my time. Right. Um yeah, I think it was like twenty-one fifty-seven or something like that. Um yikes, you know, like oh well, what are you gonna do?
0: <laughs> so how are you left feeling about it afterwards?
1: Um you know, I I really did have a good time. Um but again, it just shows that my like my life is not at a point where i can give the amount of time and effort necessary to do what what i really want to do like i'm never going to be the person that says boy if i don't win i'm not running this but i'd like to give nice solid effort you know uh-huh. and just kind of run like right. i don't i don't like walking 31 miles right i don't like walking 16 miles that's not I like running 16 miles, right? So, um, I'm just, I, I understand where, where time and commitment need to go in order to be able to do that. And I just, it's not there right now. I still really do like the ultras and I just kind of did one for 22 hours. So I must be okay with the amount of time and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's probably not a thing that I can train for and properly do mm-hmm. right now.
0: So you're saying like it's not about hitting a particular time or something like that or or performance, but being able to run throughout yeah. and late at the, late in it and actually feel like you've done it. You've right. finished the race strongly or something. Yeah, like, like a, that, a yeah.
1: consistent mm-hmm. a consistent effort. I mean that takes training, That so I have three hundred K finishes. Mm-hmm. And none of them would be world records by any means, right? I have a 1743 Twisted Branch. I have a 1530 Pine, Pine Creek, Creek um, after Twisted DNF. Yeah, And then I have now a 2157 at Oil Creek. Uh-huh. You know, um, my 50 milers even, like uh, 12 hours at Cayuga. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's not. Anything you know? I think could I be around ten hours at caillou Yeah, I think I could be if I did all the work. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I just I can't do the consistent work over the course of six months. Mm-hmm. I can do that work over the course of three or four months, and then I feel like my house in life and you know things are crumbling around. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, I put in the extra hours of training. Um, and now the garage is a disaster, right? Because like those extra hours should have been going to that. Or I don't know. I feel like three to four months is what I can really sustain of like good training blocks. Yep. And that doesn't get you to hundred Ks. You know, you need a real strong base, and then three to four months gets you to a hundred K. So you know, I think my goal is like to get back there someday, but to get there to a a place I can actually do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So um, maybe, you know, maybe it's going back to shorter and faster stuff for a while, spending less time running, but running it better.
0: Sure.
1: Which is sad because I do like four hour Saturdays in the woods. I really do. You know,
0: well, even if you're doing shorter stuff, there's no reason you can't do a long, long run as a training run when you have the time. Yeah. That's,
1: that's the way I think it's going to end up being. It's like, Oh, I got 12 today, but I got all day. Might as well do
0: 20. Yeah. Know? If you've got it, building that cardio base and the leg strength isn't going to hurt you when you go out and run.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I think that's where I got to go in order Party to like, or something like that. in order to feel like I'm doing what I, I, cause that's the thing, right? A consistent effort. And I think that's the goal, okay. you know? So I don't know. That's good. But it was fun, I mean, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> like I told you, it's been so long that I was really concerned that it would be all sunshine and roses. Uh. <laughs> um, and then just be like, hey, everybody should go do Oil Creek. Done by dinner. <laughs>
0: and uh, feet recovered? Mostly. safe thing? I don't want to <laughs> ask. Mostly.
1: Um, mostly. Both of them are. Mo- and that's what's weird is we're three weeks out and there's still like I I – all the blisters are – popped um i got the really like big meaty calluses gone like there, there's no real like, calluses because they were just it was just like skin coming off <laughs> you know um yeah it's it's mostly all better mostly but i haven't run at all okay not at all i've done like you know I've done some exercises. I've taken some yoga classes. I took some step aerobics. Step the other. aerobics, I heard. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty great. Yeah, I did a kickboxing class. Um, you know, I did some planks, all a little right. bit of plank challenges. But uh, yeah, even I haven't, I haven't run at all. Um, so Davin sent me a message. I think what was it? Maybe Monday or Tuesday. And was like, "So are we ready to uh, begin again?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, we will begin again after this weekend." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to start up again on Monday, you know, November.
0: All right. You're going to get back at it.
1: Yeah, well, snowshoeing season's coming, so that's exciting. Oh, I I mean, it's not thrilling adventures right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you going to run some snowshoe races? I think so. The goose races?
1: Yeah, I mean. If you we know. get the snow? Yeah, when you're – there's nothing – so Frozen Assets last year – Um. I was like, my heart was redlining and couldn't make it stop. There's uh-huh. nothing like snowshoe racing for cardio workout. Yeah, it's like, hard work. It is absolutely hard work, but it's you know it's not going to be as hot as Oil Creek was. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I think you know snowshoe races is good. Okay. Um, I got Mike Falone's like uh, eight hour amphetamineal in two weeks, which I don't know what I'm going to do with that. You know, last time I did it, it was during the um, take a year off of ultras. So I did 25 miles uh-huh. and he was like, next year it's going to be more than 25 miles, you know? And so,
0: you know, you can go to 26 without it being a I, know, ultra.
1: I know, but it, that was the thing. Like if I was at like 25, two and it was like a 1.1 mile loop. Oh, okay. So I would have, I would have went over, you know? Um, so I got that thing. You signed up for that. I signed up for it back before, like, you know, in the spring, so I, don't know, I probably should give it to somebody that's going to run more than, you know, 20 feet. But that'll be fun. It's in it's on the west side. So right. I got to got to support west side races. Yeah,
0: that's good. I was so scared you were just saying I'm not not doing anything forever. You know, I'm I'm done.
1: No, I just I feel like I feel like um, I can I can put together a strong effort for something like muddy sneaker again you know that's you know it's the 20th muddy sneaker this year so and i feel like there's five months i can probably put together something nice because it's only a 20k right so it's not four hour runs in the woods to get ready for it it can be a lot of actually 45 to hour and a half runs you know like cardio and hill work so That could be good for me. I don't know. That's though. a good goal. Yeah, that's that's conservatively right now. The only at. the
0: big obstacle I think with training for muddy sneaker and setting it as a goal is just what the weather's going to do mm-hmm. and what you know what it allows in terms of outdoor training. Yeah, exactly. Not there's nothing I mean, you can train in any weather if you're motivated to, but it just becomes hard.
1: Yeah, and it's the clothes and getting dressed and getting ready and getting outside but yeah i mean i got this gym at work too so i feel like you know taking advantage of that and i'm trying i'm going on tuesdays and thursdays and i don't know what do, what do, what do i really know <laughs> like <laughs> that's the funny part is i i had no idea what to expect with oil creek i was like 18, pull a rabbit out of a hat, like Uh let's run for 18. What if I would have said let's run for 16, right? Would I have done that? Mm. I was showing up a half hour early at aid stations each time and taking that full half hour, you know, and if I wouldn't have taken those half hours at the aid stations, you know, I would have spent one hour less in the rain, et cetera, et cetera. You can can talk yourself down to whatever goal you should have hit, you know. And I haven't done much of that. With Oil Creek, so I don't really know I just feel like I'm just gonna go and like go running. I don't know. (laughs) It's felt like running. (laughs) Just gonna yeah. Just and then until I get tired and I'll stop and then I'll go home, you know. I don't know. I don't know, but I do want to be able to run faster and farther again and have it be comfortable and nice like it used to be. Uh I just don't know when that's going to... It's just like sitting in that chair. It'll happen. I just don't know when I'm (laughs) going to
0: get to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the whole thing? On what? On how to set a schedule on on your race? Yeah, tell me how to be more like you. (laughs) You don't want to be more like me. Uh, right now, I, I don't know what I'm doing either. You know, I'm bouncing around from one goal to the next. I don't know exactly how to... I need to set a schedule for next year or something like that so I can get motivated about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you got your Western States ticket for next year, I right? I do. I do. <laughs> and I'm going to go get uh, next year's ticket, too. I'm going to go down to Hellgate uh, in December <laughs> Woo! for the third running. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so I'm trying to get in shape for that, uh, which is... Uh, hard to find the time for yeah and then i'm going to reevaluate what i'm doing next year (laughs) (laughs) well you're up in this hundred mile thing now
1: you you can't come back down
0: i know i want to i want to keep running hundreds my my issue with running hundreds is that it takes me a long time to recover and both of the hundreds i've done so far have been early in the year which kind of then throws off the whole rest of the year Mm. um so i think next year maybe some shorter ultras in the first half of the year and then a hundred in the fall or something like that. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see. I'd like yeah. to suddenly become one of these people like, um, you know, who can run them every, every other month or something like that. But I'm, yeah. I'm not, and I'm not sure not how that.
1: that, I'm not sure how you get there. Yeah. Um, I, I still am not, um, I'm still not, uh, I don't know, hearing the siren song of the hundreds. I'm very happy about that. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I really do like the 100k distance and I guess the reason I like it is cuz it is at the edge of my ability. Mm-hmm. Like it it is the 100k is something that well, I've I've tried four of them and I've made three of them, mm-hmm. right? So it is and and the last one, I can't even think of that at, like I can't think of Oil Creek as like I did a hundred k. I just can't. You know, I feel like I did forty five miles. Uh huh. Because know?
0: you weren't running the final.
1: And there, there was not. The half, there half, was half. not a single step. You know. Um,
0: well, there's no doubt that you covered a hundred k.
1: Yes, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? It's not a. I don't feel like it was an honest effort. Okay. Like I feel like if it. I mean, it was right, but it wasn't consistent, and it wasn't like you know it's not something i'm going to put up on my greatest list of achievements mm-hmm. like severely undertrained 100k 22 hours Yeah. congratulations but i do think I there mean, are, i do think there are things to take from it like the resolve you know the the fact that i didn't ever think that i was going to drop right like that's a good thing absolutely you
0: know? that, i'm going to say there's a, a bunch of takeaways i think you know that that particularly impresses me you had to, every reason in the world to just say i'm gonna go back to a warm bed yeah yeah i mean maybe if you had a a busted <laughs> ankle and a tweaky hamstring you'd have more reasons to do it but like you know i think that that would have been like better <laughs>
1: <laughs> people would have been like oh you know it wasn't that you were severely undertrained and didn't want to finish it uh-huh. was that your ankle didn't
0: work mm-hmm. you know but so yeah resolve is is really important yeah i don't do think i'll races, ever whether have, you're doing them fast or slow or whatever you there's always going to be some reason to say, Oh, I, I could just shut it down now.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'll ever have this level of that level of pain again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's something mm-hmm. that I can take. Like, this doesn't hurt as bad as Oil Creek did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll always and have
0: that. There are a lot of people who, on that level of undertraining, would not have the physical strength to, to just keep going, even set aside the mental strength, the fact that your legs are still carrying you, and you said they didn't feel. Yeah, they, they didn't felt, feel exhausted or spent. They felt early.
1: fine. Like mm-hmm. the next day, they were they were fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was the hard boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess that's the other part that I would take is that it, I could do it right. Like that that happened. Yeah. So that's something. Should Should I have been in the race at all? Well, there, there's a couple of friends of mine that were like, I can't believe you're really doing this. <laughs> really? Like, are you going to really do this? Yeah. Why, why, why? And I'm yeah. like, oh, I signed up for it. Right. Not giving, not given. Tom my $175, uh-huh. you know, like that, that part is, that's highly motivating as well. You know, hmm. like the, the no refund policy can, can yeah. tend to motivate somebody. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's about, that's, that's my conclusion of this whole thing. All but right. It was good. I mean, I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um. It's been, as I think back to it more and more, I'm like, huh, yeah, well, how do I feel about it? I feel great about 45 miles. You know, mm-hmm. I feel really good about it because I did exactly what I set out to do up until that point. Like going to be conservative, going to enjoy it, going to stay positive, going to have fun. I did all those things. I'm mm-hmm. going to show up on time. I did that. So I feel good about 45 <laughs> miles. That's that's what it is. The oil, oil Creek 45 Miler.
0: All right. No, I'm I'm wondering though, you know, one question makes me think of is you said it takes you you think it takes 6 months to to run a strong 100K or something like that of training and you don't aren't able to do that. Yeah. Um but you can put together 3 months. I wonder if that's really the case. If you can get through 45 miles of running and and another 17 miles of hiking based on what you were doing in the months leading up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it only really takes you 2 or 3 months of focus training before the race and you would have been capable of running that back half. Yeah. I want and, to test that out.
1: And it's unfortunate that the the non-focused part of the training happened at the end right instead of at the beginning. Right. Like May, June, and July, bang. Yeah. August, September, bleh, you know. So yeah, flipping those maybe it would be, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's but that's ultimately why I picked the October race because I thought, okay, I'll have September, you know, really lock it in. Uh-huh. September was a shark show, you know. So, I, best think, I think I'm going to
0: try to convince you to sign up for like a June hundred, Kyla. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, I I did run that first many on the Jenny, which was forty, and I th- I think I could I could do forty in June. Uh huh.
0: After you get in shape for a twisted branch, <laughs> I mean not twisted branch, a muddy sneaker, yeah, and all then you have to do is a few more long runs, and you're ready for uh
1: yeah you sound you sound like you got you're hatching a plan I'm <laughs> <many under Jenny. laughs> well, we'll see if we have to go out to western states again next oh, year, Oh, gosh, you know?
0: I'm so conflicted about putting in for that uh I really wanna run it again, and i want to run try to run better than I did um on the other hand it, it's a big trip it's, and i I wanna plan a family trip next year and whether we would want to do that and mm-hmm. with the family and everything or whether I should just give it a break. Odds are if I put it in, I'll get a break anyway and <laughs> I'll uh, yeah, the, the just odds be setting up you, my odds for doing it in a few
1: years, which is what I want to do. The odds of you getting picked again when you don't want to get picked are <laughs> probably pretty minimal. Yeah. But we'll have the little party at the house again. You All know, right. Somebody's
0: going to get picked. Right. All right.
1: It seems that it seems that happens.
0: We'll see. Hopefully it, if I do put in, hopefully it's Davin and not me, because I don't <laughs> I don't deserve to go back <laughs> two years in a row. Oh, that would be so. That
1: it, you know somebody's going to go. It should be him. Yeah. You know. Um, but other than that, I I don't know if I'll sign up. Um, what ultra I will sign up for next? Mm. I don't know. I'm going to sign you up for many on the journey. You know a guy, huh? <laughs> yep. And make that happen all right man let's wrap it up yeah it's, we got the whole day ahead of us this this morning podcast i know if
0: i can really get into drinking coffee instead of beer
1: <laughs> you want to do that and part? with that there you go yeah
0: oh no that's sorry that's <laughs> I'm not a pro here sorry i'm supposed to be the host Um, I'll do this part how about that Chris is going to close it out for us I'll
1: wrap it up you know Hobbs is he's working on this gig Um, so uh, if you want you can check out some of the show notes there'll be like uh, I don't know maybe we'll put something in there um, I don't know really what we talked about too we'll
0: link much. To the yeah, link to the Caboose Hotel. Yeah, link to the
1: Caboose Hotel, maybe the Drake Oil Museum, you know. The oh, um, Oil SR- Creek Race, that, that website
0: is something everyone should check out. Oh, my
1: goodness. If you yeah. want to go back to 1992 internet, go check out the Oil Creek <laughs> website. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll put some stuff in there in the show notes. Uh, also, you can find links to the, the Strava Run group and the Patreon page. And the Patreon people keep paying the rent for this studio. So I keep uh, saying thank you every time because that allows me to uh, keep making podcasts. So thanks again. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon, uh, go, out, uh, a patron, go out to the website and find some links. They're all out there. Um, keep in mind, though, the number one way you can always support the show is to tell a friend. Find, find them, grab their phone, subscribe them to the podcast, hold them down and make them listen. Um, Especially than this one, you're going to have to hold them down to make them listen. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, but um, thank you for uh, getting out there and listening and subscribing and telling your friends. Thanks for sharing your stories, getting out there to create more stories. Uh, Until next episode. Ooh, ooh, I hit a button. Uh, (laughs) Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and. Let go of what you've lost. See ya.